The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The brain is our personal tool to keep us at our best and realize self-esteem. The mind, body, and immune system work together to help us make the right choices and to reach our purpose and potential. Welcome to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Lindsay and her guests are the go-to experts when it comes to relationships, sexuality, parenting, and wellness. We're here to enlighten and inform you. Now, here is your host, Lindsay Levinson. Hi, I'm Lindsay Levinson. I am your host here at Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. It is great to be here. It's great to be here with all of you, the folks, the listeners, the audience that choose to be here, the folks that are here today. And I am really hoping you will stay tuned for the show today. It's part one of a part two series, and it is going to be exciting. Discovering sex. We've had some other shows before. We've had this guest before. This show, the next show, we're going to touch on some stuff we haven't talked about before. So we have Jennifer Elizabeth Masters here. I will introduce her. She is the author of the book, Orgasm for Life. So when we hear the name of that book, our ears perk up. We're like, Orgasm for Life? Okay, I'm interested. So we know that much. We are going to explore today communication during and about sex. And that could sound kind of clinical in general. We're going to go into some pretty detailed examples of what is going on when you're with a partner and having sexual experiences and what is happening that causes us to say things or not be able to say things that are quite personal and very detailed. And taking it a step further, next week, we're going to fantasy to fetish. So there's a lot more detail coming there, too, and you're going to definitely want to watch, listen, pay attention, follow both shows. I always ask you to follow Facebook, like our page, if you would, Illuminating Now, all one word, Twitter, at sign, Illuminating Now. We're past 11,000. It's good stuff. Lots of good things happening. Qualityforlifecoaching.com. That is my website. No numbers, no spaces. Qualityforlifecoaching.com. Check it out. Lots of exciting new things happening. Check out the book, Orgasm for Life. For goodness sakes, check it out. Google it. You will see why that's a book you want in your collection for sure. And Jennifer's blog is just amazing. It gets personal. It gets deep. It has sexual content. It's like no other blog you've ever seen. I'll tell you that. I'm always blown away. And that is Jennifer Elizabeth Masters. All one word, but Jennifer Elizabeth Masters.blogspot.com. It's called Love Yourself Fearlessly. So find it and read something on it so you'll know why it's such a great blog. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about Jennifer. Jennifer Elizabeth Masters, she's been on a healing journey for over 30 years. Her healing has taken her all around the world and landed her in the desert of California. 
She has found the desert to be peaceful, supportive, and nurturing. But it's also wild, windy, and disruptive. So in the process of healing her own sexual dysfunction, codependency, addictions, illness, Jennifer has developed several programs to help empower women to love themselves fearlessly. One of the biggest changes in Jennifer's life is the total absence of fear, depression, and loneliness. She has discovered when we come to loving acceptance of ourselves, we get out of our own way and we stop trying to make things happen and we actually allow life to unfold. Jennifer has worked with thousands of women and men, helping them heal from addiction, depression, limiting beliefs, and unworthiness. So I have told you about her, but let me just say, she is an author. She's an inspirational speaker. She's a hypnotherapist, certified life coach, mother of three, master energy healer, and ordained minister. As a Scorpio, she unabashedly says she has enjoyed sexual expression. She assists women to find the sacredness in sex. And you know what? Married and divorced four times, Jennifer is an empowerment and sex coach for women. She has certainly learned a lot. She brings a lot of wisdom. Her book, Orgasm for Life, did come out in May of 2014. So we are really lucky to have this expert with us this week and next week during this two-part series. So I want to say, Jennifer, you're a busy, busy person. Every time I can get you and your wisdom for our listeners, I love it. And so thank you so very much for being on the show. Well, thank you, Lindsay. I'm really honored to be here. It's, it's so great to have you here. And, you know, I, I think that this show is communicating, you know, communication, communicating our desires, we know that sex is everywhere. I mean, sex is the hottest subject. So television, billboards, magazines, radio, you know, anywhere, everywhere. It's what we want to find. And, you know, it becomes difficult. Talking about sex is what can make sex better, but we often don't choose that choice. We're, we're afraid. There's a lot of fear involved in that. And, and it's important to communicate with your partner your thoughts, your needs, even your desires, your fantasies, but it does involve risk and it is scary because you become very vulnerable, but that vulnerability is how you get to your deepest intimacy. So we can tell you all this. We are going to lead you to a more, how do I say, defined, structured way to get to intimacy. I mean, we hope on this show that we can give you some techniques And, you know, your bedroom is your private haven to find what you need and what you want. And so we're going to help you and and we're going to, you know, also just uncover some of the reasons maybe why by listening to some of what Jennifer knows from her research. I want to just start, Jennifer, with honesty, you know, honesty, because I think that the whole world, anyone listening to us, knows about when, you know, they may apply honesty different places in their life, but when it comes to the bedroom and it comes to orgasm and it comes to pleasure, we don't necessarily bring the most honest version of ourselves to the table because we want to make someone else think they're doing something okay. So we either fake an orgasm or we don't say too much, but, you know, we look like we're okay, you know, but we don't necessarily 
you know, talk about that something's wrong or that we're absolutely not getting pleasure or that we have not never been having an orgasm through the whole relationship. You know, what do you think about this? Well, it is the source of a lot of issues in marriage. If you can't have honesty in the bedroom, you're not being honest with your partner, period. And I know of people who've been married for 26 years and the woman is unequivocally saying, no, I'm not interested. You know, go, you know, masturbate in the corner by yourself and, you know, maybe I'll be in the room with you. Uh, And it could be as simple as, well, I don't like the fact that you're not circumcised, but she's not expressing that. So honesty is the key to having deep intimacy and moreover, happiness in all areas of your life. And I think that, you know, that makes sense, of course. And as I listen to you say it, it certainly is logical. But, you know, it's so scary. Like, how do we cross this bridge from what you and I are saying is sensible, makes sense. But, you know, how do we actually help our listeners Say the things that are hard. I mean, how would you ever tell somebody, I don't like that you're circumcised or that you didn't get circumcised or I don't like how just that you touch me there or I, you know, I don't want you to do that to me anymore. I just don't like it. You know, how, how can you say that and not be, you know, everyone takes things so personally and, you know, how do you know? <clears throat> we have to be very delicate when it comes to being naked with somebody. Our whole being, sense of who we are, is, you know, really at the core of our sexuality. That's that's part of our, our deepest core issue. So to say to someone, I, I just, I don't like the way you make love to me. I don't like the way you kiss me. I don't, that would, could destroy somebody. So right. we have to be loving and compassionate. And with loving compassion... Look at what you do like. Tell your partner what you do like. I love it. I love the way you hold me. I love the way you touch my arm. I love that you touch my thighs before you begin to go down on me or whatever it is. But here's another thing. One of the things that we forget is how about asking, may I touch you here? If we start asking if it's okay, it puts some sacredness into the sex act. And then you're not just assuming that it's okay. Even with a long-term partner, asking permission, it, it imbues the whole act with trust and safety, which is really important. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that, that word trust and safety both, I, I, I think it is the foundation. You know, I always talk kind of about building any relationship, certainly a sexual relationship, you know, you want to you want to build it on bricks, not sand. I mean, you, you want it to have a foundation that can stand up to what could be challenging. And, of course, bricks can stand up to that. And sand, somebody, you know, touches someone the wrong way and the whole thing falls apart. And so I think that I, I certainly love your commenting on being positive first. And I know that you and I have shared some of these thoughts before, but I really think it's a strong technique in the world that we don't really use enough and that we're not aware of the power we have to say to somebody. I mean, what kind of power lies in saying, 
you're amazing at this, or I think you are so handsome. And when I look at you and when we're intimate, you turn me on so much. And one of my favorite things you do is when you touch me here, that is awesome. And one thing I thought would take it to a higher level is if we trade out that, but we try this, what do you think? You know, and you just present it with an energy like, you know, you're just practically idolizing your partner. And yet somehow you've said, let's trade out this and put in that. <laughs> you're, you know, you're actually saying you don't like something or you want to try something different. But there's a way that we each walk with power to lift somebody up while we actually might have delivered some news that might have been hurtful had we done it another way. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, and the way that you expressed it is beautiful. Because how could you not feel wonderful if somebody put it to you that way? It makes you feel good. And that's what we want to do is make our partners feel good. Do things that heighten their self-esteem, heighten the pleasure. And if, if we're in the middle of, of making love and somebody says, don't do that, What's it going to do to the energy of the lovemaking? It it could it take your your erection down to nothing, and right. and maybe cause a fight. So, absolutely, the way you expressed it, Lindsay, was beautifully done. Thank you, and I I think that what I want to convey to the listeners, and I really hope you listeners are listening to this because it's really, you know, Jen and I have lots of things we want to share and lots of techniques that we try and, you know, that we might know work. But, you know, it's, it's, it's to give you the listeners tools and so that you actually know you don't have to go to 10 seminars or go to classes. I mean, I do think you should buy Jen's book because honestly, there are some real tricks and tips in there that just reading a page or two and, and you know, you, you'll want to try something. So that's one thing. But we're trying to tell you that you actually walk with this. You actually walk with this power. All you need to do is believe that what we're saying is true, that lifting someone up so that I'm just saying whether it's you just started dating someone and you're not digging something they're doing to you or every time you do something to them, something kind of feels off, or you've been dating, I mean, you've been married for, you know, 40 years. I mean, it doesn't really matter what we're trying to say is that you should enjoy sexuality, and you should enjoy your sex life, and you should be able to say things that are real and truthful. And, and so it, it just needs to be wrapped in lifting someone up. And if you really kind of listen to that and think about, huh, so I'm going to try to really say a few really powerful things about how, you know, what I do love that this person does to me or even just looking at them. I love what you look like tonight. You look so handsome right now. I, you are just hot. I can't believe after 40 years, I still think you're hot. You know, whatever the things you can say that are your truth and then be able to say, and here's an idea I do have. And I was thinking instead of this, that, what do you think? You know, and you have, and again, you don't put your head down and feel bad about it. You say it with excitement. And so your partner gets excited. So I just am really trying to convey that you already have what you need. So it's a matter of believing this and, and, and expressing it. And Lindsay, yeah, go there's ahead. Two, two things that came up while you were speaking. Okay. One, one is, you know, asking for what we want and lifting your partner up. Absolutely. But the flip side of, of saying what you want is not speaking at all. And that in itself is dishonest. So 
whether it's the first time or the 40th time that you've made love with somebody, and if they're not doing something the way you want it done, you are doing yourself a disservice by not speaking about it, and you're, you're doing your partner a disservice by not speaking about it. So honesty is twofold, S- saying what you want, but it's also speaking up rather than keeping yourself silent. Then there was, an, there was an, another thing, which now I can't remember what it was. I got <laughs> so into, oh, I know what it was, is that what you were saying about lifting someone up, when you focus on the positive, the positive is what you see. When you focus on the negative, the negative is what you see. So you want to focus on the positive and imbue your lovemaking with a positive experience, imbue your partner with a positive experience instead of focusing on all the things you don't like about your partner because you're <laughs> going to destroy your relationship. <laughs> totally. And Okay, so I love what you just said, the positive, the negative. I, okay, because I have some Lindsayisms. So one of my Lindsayisms is people will receive what you deliver. And of course, whenever I say that to anybody, and certainly to my clients, they go, huh? Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think, okay, yeah. You know, they don't, and I just say, no, what I'm saying is, let's say you've got to quit at work. Let's say you've got to break up with someone. I mean, I really try to give these extreme examples of, you're about to li- to deliver something new, some news, and so I will I will do just what I just did with that example. So these aren't that bad. I mean, these are you're not breaking up, but they'll receive what you deliver, which is exactly what you just said. If you hold this with a positive energy, if you hold your head up high, you're excited. You would like to say some things, and again, yes, lift your po- partner up, but also even if it's just an idea, maybe. It, you know, it is something to do with your partner, but you might want to say, you know, I would love to try to add a vibrator to the mix of our sexual relationship. And and your partner looks at you and says, why? I mean, we have a good thing, right? Like, am I not enough? Or I don't understand where that's coming from. And, you know, you can tell your partner's feeling awkward, a little vulnerable, kind of defensive, you know. And so you say, no, like, I love our relationship. That's why I feel like I can ask you this because if it's so awesome with you, what might it be like to add extra sensations? I mean, if there's extra sensations that I can add to the greatest sensations I already have, how great might that be? Oh my gosh. Like we can't go through life and not test that one out, right? You know, so you're just excited and happy and you have an idea And, you know, your partner's trying to focus on, am I not enough? What am I not doing? What sensation is it that you need that you're not getting? I'll try to do a different thing. And you're like, oh, no, like you're everything. But there's more stuff. Wouldn't we want to try? So, you know, just that excitement and positive tone is amazing how addictive that is. You know, it's intoxicating. People kind of move by osmosis sort of into that excitement with you. Like, okay, like what? You know, I don't know because I don't know what, you know, sensations I'll get. But, and I'll do it to you too if you want, but might be fun, right? We might not like it at all, but we should try, you know? And so you're just kind of open, but, you, you know, you don't let it be something that hurts someone's feelings. You just kind of stay excited. Don't, don't make it a personal thing. What do you think about that, Jen? Well, you know, Part of what you brought in was fun and play. And there is not enough fun and play in relationships. We need to be having more fun and more play. And, And so 
sex, you know, it's funny because for probably the first almost 25 years of my life, I thought sex was a serious matter. And I was well into my 20s before I laughed through sex. And I went, whoa, this was different. This was actually fun. Where <laughs> I used to think sex was serious. So depending on how we're brought up, you know, we may be pretty serious. And the more lighthearted we can be and bring that into the bedroom or kitchen or wherever we are, uh, the better it is. So I, I, love, I love the emphasis on the play. It's, it's awesome. That's great. And it is so true. You know, I think it's so funny. I think it's so funny that sex and sexuality, meaning the core, because the core of our being, which is so much about what I I don't know what I study, what I practice, what I evangelize is self-esteem and self-love and self-worth. And so I'm an identity and purpose. And so those are all the big words that help other people like their life and reach their potential. It sounds also separate from having sex. And yet sexuality, I believe the depth of who we are, be it feminine, be it masculine, be it that you don't want to be either and you like to be called they because you don't want to be a he or she, it's, it's how you define the core of your being really is directly plugged in to how the, you define the core of your esteem and your identity. So I, I think it's so interesting that, you know, it's, it's, it's the stuff we don't talk about, but I just don't understand why, you know, I mean, we have to get to be grownups like you and me <laughs> to now realize how important this is and try to talk to the world about it. But, I, but we're raised with, you know, why would we talk about masturbation? Why would we talk about vibrators? Why would we talk about being playful and, and goofy and the crazy things we could do? And, you know, like that is just not okay. Like w- no one does that, you know? So I love that you talk about being playful and how fun is it at a restaurant under the tablecloth to be doing something to your partner, you know? I mean, these are fun things and they're hot. And maybe a relationship that's kind of not so spicy changes. It just literally changes in a moment because you decided to do something under the table that no one can see. Like, it's not just in that moment. It might change forever because your partner can't get that out of their head. They cannot get that out of their mind that you reached under the table and reached under their pants. (laughs) Like that, it blows them away after 10 years that you did that. And so... Now they think of you differently and everything starts shifting. So, you know, I just kind of wonder why no one is taking this, you know, into a piece of the education that we learn through life. Why do you think that is, Jen? I, I think people are so busy thinking about success and, and money and making it in the material world that the small things are being missed and overlooked. Yeah, and and the perception that sex, number one, is a small thing, and the perception that sex is private. Like, we'll teach you how to do equations in math, and we'll teach you how to write properly and use good grammar, but your body parts are your own, and I'm not, you know, we're not going to teach you how to use them with another or how to speak to another about them, but yet procreation is important to keep the world alive, but you know that that's private because it includes your body parts, and so figure that out. What's right? in, What's interesting is that, especially the you know white America, the Western world, 
don't have a way of passing on wisdom and knowledge the way the indigenous people do. And they have a rite of passage when a, a boy or girl becomes of age and they teach and and there's you know there's instruction involved. So I think we're missing the boat. I think we've lost a lot over over the years in history. And yes, I think sex being private, there's not very much education about it. Right. And and just just plop there's so much to plug into it. Like I said, it's not just you and me saying that's you know, that's too bad. It would be fun to talk about. I'm saying people are losing their ability to tap into their deepest selves. They're losing the ability to self-realize, self-actualize, truly have esteem, which allows you to reach potential. And then obviously relationships, you know, even if you were had great self-esteem, if you get in a relationship and you can't say, I don't like this or I wish you'd do that, you stop having congruency in who you are and what you actually want, what your belief system is and how you actually live. Once you're you know, once you've got misalignment there, um, you're, you have inner conflict and that, that will kill your self-esteem. So it's, this is deep. This goes very deep. This subject that we seem to just think is private is, is not at all private. It's the, it's the core of how the world could step up to a higher place. And, and so, you know, I just think it's really critical. I know that we are going to go to break. Oh my gosh, we have so much more. <laughs> to talk about. We have to pick the things we want to say and make sure that we pick, you know, use our time wisely because there's so much. And, um, I, you know, thank God you're coming back next week, but we're moving into fantasy fetish kinky next week. So, you know, we've got our own agenda going on there, but you know, we, we are on illuminating now. I am Lindsay Levinson and I am your host and our special guest is Jennifer Elizabeth Masters, the author of Orgasm for Life. And we are talking about sex and we are talking about it every which way. So do not change the channel, but you can certainly Google Orgasm for Life during the break and we will see you back right after the break. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. For 27 years, KidStar has empowered thousands of kids across the country. And now we have the opportunity to empower children around the world. KidStar is announcing a new radio show called Voyage Earth. 
Voyage Earth will empower kids from across the world. Kickstarter has created a Kickstarter campaign just for this new undertaking. By pledging to Kickstarter, you pledge for a future of empowered people to come. My name is Dylan from the tech team on Voice Mary Kids. I want to thank you for being a backer of our Kickstarter, Voyage Earth. Kickstart, we empower kids. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. To connect with Lindsay or her guest, please call in to the show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. That's l-i-n-z-i-244 at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Illuminating Now. Hi, I'm Lindsay Levinson. We are back. We're back from the break, illuminating now, Lindsay's Life Secrets, and our guest, Jennifer Elizabeth Masters, author of the book Orgasm for Life, and so many other things. And she is certified, she's a life coach and sex empowerment coach and many, many other things. So I would love you to look her up. We are certainly always tight for time when we do these shows because there's just so much information and she is with us next week also because it's a two-part series we are talking about communication and sex it's you know we're getting to some pretty deep subjects already and next week we're doing fantasy to fetish and a lot of kinky stuff and we want to talk about that and these are all the things we think we shouldn't be talking about so you know what that's exactly why we're going to talk about them so we went to break and we were talking about honesty and and why it's so critical to be honest and to be able to communicate and why this plugs right in to self-esteem and self-worth and living with alignment and congruency and, and you know, not having inner conflict. So I want to talk to you and ask you, Jennifer, you know, why are we so afraid to talk about sex? Well, if we if we say something to our partner like, you know, I'd really like it if you, you know, touch my ass when, you know, grab me or or squeeze my nipples. We're so afraid that they won't love us or they'll reject us. We want to be loved and we want to love others. So the fear of not being loved is so great. And so we don't want don't want to bruise our partner's ego either. Right. Right. Because okay, so two things that I'm hearing you say, and that are coming up for me too, which is, 
the vulnerability, because that moment's very vulnerable. So we're just vulnerable, period. I mean, when we are in sexual situations, um, quite often we're naked, but we don't have to be. But our soul is somewhat naked when we're being touched and we're touching and we're trying things. And so it's um, a very vulnerable place to be. And then to say something, you know, you know that you might like it, but it's so interesting. Like if you were at the kitchen table and you said to your partner, I don't like this TV show, you know, could we just flip the channel? There's another show I like better. They might think that is ridiculous and look at you. Oh my God. You know, (laughs) you watch that seriously. But that's a whole different kind of vulnerability than saying, I would love it if you would just suck my nipples for like a really long time. That actually turns me on so much. You'd be shocked how wet I am and what goes on after that if you do this for me. Like if you actually say that, you're excited. Your partner might get really turned on, but they might look at you and and be like, what? I mean – why do you even need that though? I mean, if you know that we're going to be having sex, isn't that enough to get, so then they st- you feel some judgment. So A, you're in vulnerability and two, yeah, I mean, in any love relationship, we never want to injure the love. We don't ever want to be unloved. We don't ever want to be unlovable. We don't ever want to be abandoned. We don't ever want to be rejected, right? So it's something in connection to that deep love if it's a love relationship that we're afraid if we injure it, what happens next? Well, I think the other part of it is is that we know how we would feel if someone said something about the way we made love, the way we performed oral sex or whatever, you know, that our self-esteem could be crushed. So that's the other side. We, we know how we would feel. So we flip it over and go, well, ooh, I don't want to bruise their ego. I did, you know, and and I in my book I even talk about this. A woman who hadn't had an orgasm. I think she had one in thirty-five years. And when she finally told her husband, he put a pillow over her head and started punching her. So, oh. yes, I mean, so there's a fear about you know retaliation, physical retaliation. So that's real, also for some people. Yeah, it is so interesting. What is built in? to the actual fabric of sexual experience and, 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 and the fabric of our being, you know, what it is to be vulnerable, what it is to be naked, what it is to say these desires. Um, you know, I, I did a show recently on, on masturbation and, and this individual talking about, you know, really, really enjoying it and loving it and then what it was to tell a partner, I love this and I'd actually love you to watch me. I'd love you to be a part of something we do with this, you know, but you know, no matter how much this person evangelized and felt proud that they could talk about it, the minute you start to talk about it to your partner, it's a whole nother ball game of vulnerability of how they look at you and what they might think of you. And it could really be your demise in your relationship with love. And so I think that, you know, we are just so driven by fear. You know, there's so, okay, so there's so many components to sex. Um, you know, can we get specific? You know, like, can we actually tell our partner something? And so many people experience this. I, I absolutely know. I've had clients, for sure. They do not like, well, let me say I've had, <laughs> personally had it myself, you know. They, but they do not like the way a person kisses. They do not want to give a blowjob or a hand job, or a guy 
doesn't like the way someone's giving him a blowjob or never would like a hand job. That is just not what he is going to want. Um, somebody does not want their ass touched. Somebody absolutely would love their ass touched, you know? So there's something very specific about what somebody does want or doesn't. It's not just generally, you know, I'm not feeling it. Can we switch it up or change it? It's something like, you know, everything's great, but I just don't like to kiss that person. I mean, it really, that is the part where I get super turned off because, you know, what do we do with that? Well, that's where we could say, I'd like to teach you something. Would you allow me to kiss you the way I really would like to be kissed? I want to teach you a new technique and get them to not do anything. You be the one. You take the control of the situation and say, let me do this. And, you know, you may want to show them how you bite that one lip, the bottom lip or the, the, the lower lip or the top lip and tug it a little bit because that could be a tremendous turn on. But maybe your partner just doesn't have a clue. So instead, let me, let me show you something new. Or would you allow me? To show you something new. So when, when you're showing someone a new technique, and then it could be less offensive than, I don't like the way you kiss me. Right. It doesn't come off the same way. Can, do, can you talk to a partner about, I mean, what if a partner has, you know, breath issues? What do you do with that? Like you can't. Ooh. That's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. (laughs) It's really tough. But but what you could do is you could bring home some mouthwash and you could get some vitamin B complex because do you know that anger issues can can cause bad breath? So yes. So there's a lot of different things you could say, you know, are you angry? Why would you say that? Well, I just wondered because you're you know, your breath, maybe you've got some issue with your stomach. Your breath isn't as fresh as it usually is or something like that. <laughs> Rather than, oh, my God, you smell like foul. <laughs> you know, I, I have been known to put spearmint gum in my mouth and then tell a guy, you should try this. Do you want your gum? And, and then the guy goes, well, we're kissing, like, and I go, I know, right? Like, it's such a turn on. I love it. Like, the spearmint <laughs> and the kissing and the tingling. And he goes, well, we're, but we're kissing. Like, don't you want to take the gum out? And I go, no, like, that's the fun. <laughs> fun. Like, do, can't you feel the tingle of peppermint? Like, oh, my God, you have to try this. Put this in your mouth. Seriously, just put this in your mouth right now. We're going to try this. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And I put it in his mouth. I'm like, right? Can you feel it? Can you feel the tingle? Can you feel the spearmint? Can you feel, like, the sparkle? There's so much more happening with this kissing right now. <laughs> And I, like, keep gum by the bed table, you know, like that is just, you know, because bad breath does not work. So <laughs> there's a trick for you listeners in case uh, you're facing that. Um, I, I like what you said. I mean, I want to I give some respect to what you said about can I teach you. And I, and I think that's, you know, again, it's a humble way to say I would love to show you a way that I love um, there's no right or wrong, but I love something. And I wonder if you would love it too. Can I show you? And to be excited and, you know, and to want to share are both things that certainly do not have to be offensive and quite often aren't offensive if they're presented properly. So I like that. I, I, I okay, you know, I, I want to move to what if you are, you know, what, what if it's to do with 
how you were raised and coming from a family where you're afraid to, like, so a lot of women might be nervous and feel like, well, I don't want my husband to think of me as a slut. No. <laughs> I know you've got some new new words. I do. I do. I, I have a combination of slut and whore together. It's a slore. <laughs> my new word. Um, well, so when somebody has a situation like that and, and they're very, um, I, I guess it would say, inhibited, then, you know, trying to speak about something that's so private as sex could be very difficult. But that's where, buy my book, highlight it, Read it together. You'll be amazed at how you can heighten your pleasure when you bring in a a game or a book that has some guidance systems in it that could help you. And that way you could say, well, you know, how about we try this? And you don't even have to say the words. You can point to it on the page. And, And that way, or leave it in the bathroom. But that's a great way to introduce new subjects if you have a difficult time expressing yourself and you feel inhibited. Yeah, I, I I just couldn't agree more with you, and I think it is, um, you know, it's it's sort of like a third party object that you, you know, it it helps the vulnerability be broken up when there's just two of you and you have to say, you know, I want this or I don't like that, or but to say, you know, let's open this book to this chapter and let's take a look at what it says because you know we might not have tried some of these things or. This chapter says that if this isn't going great, there's a couple things. And, you know, to come to think of it, you know, we haven't tried these things. What do you think? And so kind of the book becomes something that can, or, or like you said, whether there's a game or anything at all, it, it's something you turn to, which is, it's almost like, I think about like when my clients come to me, particularly couples, which I do so much relationship work, and I do family work and stuff too, but I really, it resonates with me with couples because they come in and they really, many of them are in a really bad place. And, and then we work through things. We absolutely work through things. And they're in a fabulous place. And then when they're in a fabulous place, they say to themselves and me, like in the room, we feel really stupid. Like, this is so obvious. You know, we feel really, we're really great now. You know, and each of them kind of claim stupidity for not getting it because it's so clear. And, you know, and they say, why didn't we know this? Like, you know, we're in here with you, Lindsay, but it's so clear. And I say, but why would you know it? Why would you? You're in your head and you're in your head. So each of you came with what was in your head. How could you possibly know anything else but what you had? So, like, I'm an interpreter. I taught you new language. You know, in the end, you had a third thing. And in the end, you know, I was able to offer all kinds of new words and interpretations and tools that you now have and are using so you're so much more expansive as a human. So now it all seems really obvious. You know, so I feel like your book, it's a lot like that. It's that third person. It's that third thing. It's that third entity that two people can refer to and come together with rather than trying to, you know, stay in their own head and think that something's going to change. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And here's the thing that you could read a section and go, wow, she must be off her rocker, and it's not harming you or your relationship. So, you know, just you can use the book, use what you like, and discard what you don't like. Love it. 
Absolutely love it. It's so very true, which honestly would be identical to my coaching. <laughs> like whenever I say anything, I might have an idea and be super passionate. And my famous line is, you know, whatever. I don't care how passionate about my ideas I am. If you don't like them, we toss them in the garbage. I'll come up with 20 more. Like it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, use what, use what you like, discard what you don't. But you're always learning when, you know, when you get more information. It's a good thing. So here's a question for you because people sometimes do make a commitment to themselves. They say, you know, I am going to say this. I'm, I'm going to say I don't like that. Or I, I really am going to get brave and want to talk about this subject with my partner because I, I do want something to change. Um, when's the best time? Do you, you know, is there, is there, that something you've studied or do you understand? Is there a best time to talk about sex or to tell somebody something you don't like or to ask somebody, you know, how does this feel for you or... Well, most people would think that the best time to talk about sex is in the middle of the sex act, and it's not, actually. So the better time would be out for dinner with a glass of wine, right? Talk, talking over the table. And you know what? This conversation could really light your fires, and then you could go home and have an incredible night after talking about it because sex, after all, begins in the mind, not in the body. Very, very insightful. I love it. And and I also say hard subjects too. So again, I'll say, and I'm, I'm, using, I'm using experiences like thinking of, okay, so t- like I tell my clients, like if they're starting to date, on your very first phone call <laughs> where you're screening or, or definitely your very first date, but even phone call, and they'll think, and they will look at me a little funny, but I'll say, you can ask about STDs. You can ask that person because it's, it's so you have not indicated in any way that you e- even like that person. You've never even met, so there's no, you know, there's a disclaimer there that nobody knows if they're going to like each other. You absolutely aren't saying you're having sex because you don't even know. You haven't made the rules around what that's going to look like. It's, so it's so what I call not heated. It's not charged as a subject, whereas, you know, if you're in the middle of making out and pulling off clothes and you're ready for that moment and then you say to that person, Oh wait, just do you do you have any STDs? I mean, have you ever you know <laughs> if you're in a sexual moment and that's when you're gonna ask someone again, it it is so deflating if someone's gotta say, even if it's something from their past, you know, it's it's just a deflating question, a deflating moment. It's so it, you know, to just take things and, you know, take the charge out of what you have to say to someone. So I like what you're saying too at dinner. Make it conversation. Make it a subject. Make it something that might be a spark. And even if it's not, it's an interesting subject, to say the least. But it's not something that anyone has to be defensive about because you're in the bedroom with your clothes off. So I really, I like that a lot. What well, if it's, I, go I, ahead. I want to comment on your STD question. Because if, you're, if you wait until you're in the middle of sex to ask, the likelihood of them being honest is probably less than 50%. So true. <laughs> so true. Really good point. I mean, you know, yeah. And I mean, you can't say it's not their fault, but no, yes, you, no. you want to. I mean, totally understandable. But so you want to ask when, when you're not in the middle of taking your clothes off. Right, right. Um, very, very good point. Yeah. So, you know, set yourself up for success is what you listeners set yourself up for success um you know take subjects can be heated they can be charged they can be offensive you can get defensive 
Uh, so, you know, you have to be your own advocate. You have to think, how can I get this information or how can I give this information and create a situation that does not have a charge when I am delivering or requesting this information. And so, again, it may not, it may not ever be able to be easy to say the word STDs or to tell someone I don't like the way you give me a blowjob. Or, you know, th- these may never be easy things, but you can certainly create situations that are not heated and charged in a moment. And it gets you a whole different result if it's you know, just a conversation or a question. So what about telling someone... You know, what if a man, and I'm saying a man, it could be either way, you know, but somebody wants to say, um, I, you're boring in bed. I, you know, I want to do it on the dining room table. I want to go do it in the bathroom on the airplane. I mean, I, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you know, is there a certain way should, uh, uh, you know, should that partner be able to talk about that? Is that the same thing? Do it over dinner? I mean, how do you communicate? I think this is boring and. I think we could change it. Well, you don't want to tell your partner that they're boring in bed. That's for sure. (laughs) So that goes back to what we've been talking about. So you want to tell them how much you adore them, how hot they make you, how much you love, you know, whatever it is that they do for you, that you do love. But if your um, female partner, for, for example, is you've been married a long time and she's wearing granny panties, Go out and buy her some sexy lingerie. <laughs> Go to Victoria's Secret. Come home and bring some something pretty home. And then the, here's the other thing: to keep the lingerie on, having sex with your clothes on too could be really exciting. And and you know, just suggesting here, I found this great new book, Orgasm for Life. Let's read it together. There's some erotica in here that could be interesting. Let's see what it is. So, And you can read it out loud together. You could play games, make up little cards, and, and add some pizzazz to your life. I mean, just like a, a vacation... Pardon me, I'm choking on the word vacation. <laughs> just as a vacation could lighten up your 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 home life and relationship so could maybe playing a game so so let's add something different how about adding a different dimension to our lovemaking and make up create a game add some fun and play I really like that I like that and I think on some show before we talked about this but you know I think some of the allure of um, you know being able to say to, uh, for example, and I'm saying this just, you know, coming from a female, so I'll say it as a female, but it could certainly go either way. But being able to say to a man, okay, I'm going to touch you. I'm going to do all kinds of things to you. You know, you cannot touch me till I say. There'll be a time when you can, but you cannot until I say. So just, you know, it doesn't mean you, it, it, I'm not even saying tying someone up. You're just making rules. Just, and you'll feel their hands come up and you put their hands down. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Stay still. I'm doing things to you and you are staying very still, you know. And you can giggle and chuckle and have such a good time with watching how you're tantalizing and how you are stimulating and how you are teasing this individual. But there's a rule. They are not touching you until you say, you know. And these are things that they don't, they don't take anything. I mean, you, you know, you, you don't need props. You don't need, I mean, you don't have to, again, say, can I tie you up and watch somebody decide, oh my gosh, yes or no. You're just saying, just, you know, stay still. You're not touching me yet. That's just the way that's going. But I'll tell you when, you know. But it's amazing how that adds 
to the allure of just getting in a normal routine, which so often, you know, becomes boring. So. In, in that regard, I want to say that there are a lot of men that really, really like it when a woman takes control. And she may push him in the middle of, of the chest and say, uh, you lay down and I, I am taking over here. And, and men, you'll see that their smile will light up and, and they'll just, you know, get really, I mean, it's going to go one way or the other. <laughs> they'll either really like it or they won't like it at all. But, but I love that telling someone, no, 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 you're not allowed, you're not allowed to touch me. And when you tell somebody they can't touch you, what do they want to do? They want to touch you even more. Right, right. Oh my gosh, we're getting to the end of the show. It kills me. I mean, I, I get I get personally attached to these shows, and certainly, uh, Jen, you and I have our own kind of chemistry. So, um, I, you know, we are at the end. I want to thank you. Is there one last thing? I mean, I'm going to give you like 30 seconds here. Any any one thing that I want to say that and that you want to say before I get to thank you and kind of close up? Well. Absolutely. Women, make sure you're breathing. Keep your mouth open and make noise. Because when you can really enjoy it yourself, you're going to find your partner will enjoy it more too. Oftentimes, we're so closed down and so afraid of somebody hearing us or our face looking funny. Don't worry about that. Your partner will love it a lot more. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for next week. Let me just say, today we've covered communication. We've covered intimate sexual discussion, why it's valuable, ways to engage in it. Jennifer Elizabeth Master, she's brought us so much wisdom, vital facts. We need to stay strongly bonded in any intimate or sexual relationship. And we've been lucky to have her here. She's coming next week with fantasy, fetish, kinky, all kinds of stuff. Listen, Lindsay's Life Secret, communication builds trust. Trust is the strongest foundation you can possibly want or create for any relationship. Sexual relationships take you to a vulnerable place. We know it. So trust is needed all the more. People think silence may help avoid issues or problems. Let me just tell you something. It does not. Silence dismantles trust. Let me say that one more time. Silence dismantles trust when it comes to intimacy. Communication can be magical. So use it and make it a game. Make it a game changer in your sexual life. I'm really excited that our guest will be back next week. And I'm glad for part two of this series when we do fantasy to fetish and anything taboo and kinky. You know, when Jen and I cover something, we explore options. And you won't want to miss it because what we are trained to not talk about and to think is not okay to put on the air That's just where Jen and I are going to go, and you're going to see that you love it. Hey, you people are busy. I know that. You listeners, you audience, I love that you tune in. I love that you choose this show, and I will always say thank you for that. Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. It is a place to learn, collaborate, and grow. I am your host, Lindsay Levinson. I hope that we've added value to your life. We've had Jennifer Elizabeth Masters here this week. We have her next week. Do not miss that show. Please listen to both shows. Go check out Orgasm for Life. That is the book Jennifer Elizabeth Masters wrote, and you are going to want to have that book in your collection for sure in any relationship or dating. It is absolutely worthwhile. So I really appreciate 
every one of you that is a part of this community and a part of what makes us grow and brings us back here every week. So again, let me just offer one more thank you and tell you to have a connected and really meaningful week. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Please join Lindsay Levinson again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.